Well, as we um, start to, to think about you know, our, our, our message for today, the, the message that um, I feel like God has for us today, I'm, I'm wondering if in your life, if there's been a time where you've really just needed somebody to listen. Maybe you were going through something, uh, maybe it was a difficult time, maybe it was a challenge, maybe it was just a time when you kind of felt alone, but, but you needed somebody to listen. You just needed to be able to say something and to feel like you were heard. Or maybe that's, maybe that's kind of where you feel now, like you, you just feel like you need somebody to, to hear you, to really know what's going on in your life, in your heart. Daily. And d- daily, yeah. Well, it's interesting, right, that in the age that we live in, kind of with social media everywhere, uh, people constantly posting and scrolling and uh, looking and liking and being liked or being ignored or whatever it might be, but, but there's still very few people who feel heard. Right? I mean, if you were to ask people kind of what their number one need is in life, most people, I think, would, would list one of their primary needs as this need to feel heard this, this need to feel as though people are listening and, and care enough about them to know what's going on in their life and in this age of social media it seems like our, our our connections and our relationships have been replaced by superficiality right rather than being able to go and sit on the front porch and get to know the people around you uh drink some tea or or an ice cold cherry coke if you're a rascal flats fan uh we just kind of go online and we're, we're in our own world and we feel like we have this connection to people, but, but really it's not, it's not there. We have so many ways to connect, but yet loneliness has become such a profound issue in first world countries uh, that places like the United Kingdom have established a ministry of loneliness in order to, to address this growing epidemic. It all points to this need that we have as humans, as, as people for connection. Uh, this need that we have as being people who are created in the image of God to be in connection and relationship with others. This need to be heard and a need for somebody to listen. Now, I know it might seem odd that this is part of a, a study, a series that we've been doing over the past several weeks where we're talking about telling the story of Jesus, uh, to talk about listening but our listening to others and what's going on in their lives uh, gives us an opportunity to, to be able to share. Uh, it, it helps us to know what's going on in a way that communicates God's love, uh, that enables us to be able to share what Jesus means to them. The idea of spreading the story of Jesus, you know, it's not to stand in people's yards with bullhorns and just yell them into the kingdom of God, but it's to love them enough to truly care what's going on in their lives so that we listen to them and to love them enough that as listening to them, we can offer them Jesus. So our first uh, verse to think about as we engage in this final practice of our reveal series comes from James chapter one, verse 19. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, he's writing, he says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Now, growing up, I would always hear people say, well, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth because you're made to listen twice as much as you talk. And I don't know if they were just saying that to me because I talk too much or maybe that was like a common expression. Maybe it's something that you've shared with, with your children. I know I've tried to use it on my kids, but they always have something to say in response. Like they don't get the message. It's like, well, I've got two nostrils. What does that mean? And 
I don't know. But, but, but I think... I think maybe that's what James is trying to say, maybe in a different way, right? That, that there's a, a way in which we were created to, to listen to others before we speak. Uh, spreading the story of Jesus means to take the time to listen to the needs and the concerns of others rather than just talking over them or talking around them about things that might not even matter to them. We listen for what's going on in people's lives, and then we can think about how the gospel story and how the story of what God has done in our life connects with them. It's listening for those cues that provide an opportunity for us to share a reason for the hope that we have. Uh, A few years ago, I heard a sermon by Andy Stanley, and I shared a few parts of it then with with us as a congregation about some of the things that we can listen for uh, in conversations that provide that opportunity to either invite somebody to church or to share with them the good news of Jesus. And and he said that there are three knots that we can listen to. Uh, The first one would be if somebody says they are not going to church. Uh, Well, I'm not going to church right now. That provides an opportunity for a deeper discussion, a deeper conversation. If somebody is talking about changes in their life not going according to plan. Well, I just moved to Florida and it's not really going the way I thought it was going to go. Or, man, I, it's, it's a lot hotter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I hear that with some. But, you know, maybe that provides an opportunity to, to dig a little bit deeper in discussion and conversation with them. If somebody says something in their life is not going well, their health, their family, or some other part of life, you, you can engage more in conversation. You can ask a question Rather than talking over them and telling them, well, it's not going good in my life either. You know, ask them a question about what's taking place, what the cause of that problem is. And then we, as followers of Jesus, do have a reason to have hope. A reason that we can have peace even when things might not be going the way we thought they would go or that we expect. A reason to find joy even in difficulties and challenges. So it provides an opportunity to share that with them. Perhaps our our good listening can provide some good questions and good conversations and good sharing. You know, oh, you don't go to church. Simple question could just be, well, how come? Why not? And we might be surprised by what they say. It could be, well, I don't believe any of that or I don't need any of that or I can be a faith all on my own. or, Or maybe they've got some story in which they were hurt in some way. And you listening opens up an opportunity for them to find meaningful connection with their faith once again. Perhaps it could be as simple as, you know, what Andy Stanley would say is, oh, you don't go to church? Well, you should come to my church. You can come and sit with me. Uh, and that coming and sit with me, maybe that rings something for you. If you remember a couple years ago as we talked about this, but, but coming and sitting with me, that, that connection, that relationship becomes an important part of our witness. You know, oh, you know, you're having a hard time adjusting to this recent change in your life. What, what do you feel is causing the biggest stress for you? How can I pray for you? Right? An entryway to share and to connect with the spiritual world. Uh, oh, uh, are you feeling regret or shame or guilt or stress or hurt? Uh, I know somebody who can help. Now, how can I pray for you? Being able to listen and off, offer encouragement and offer prayer goes a deep way in beginning to open up a longer path that helps lead and point somebody towards Christ. Oh, you have this difficult situation you're facing. You don't have to go through it alone. I'm here for you, and so is Jesus. You know, I'm here for you at my church. They can be there for you, too. There's a great group of people there who love and who care for one another. You should, should come with me sometime. You could sit with me. And, and you might say things a little bit different. 
but, but really what we're getting at is just to be able to ask that question and invite somebody to engage a little bit more, to, to spend the time listening and asking what's going on in their lives so that we can share something good, something positive about Jesus with them. Or, or maybe even in that moment, it's not about Jesus, but it opens the door for future conversations down the road. It doesn't have to turn into a counseling session on the front porch. You know, you don't need to go get, you know, your, your master's and your licensing and, and mental health. You're just being present with people. Loving them enough to care about what's going on in their life. Loving them enough to share Jesus with them. And I don't know if you're like me in this regard, but oftentimes I remember... You know, things in the past that I wish I would have done differently, whether it's, you know, situations or actions or even conversations. And so as I'm thinking about this, it's reminding me of a conversation I had with somebody uh, where they were telling me about the difficulties and the challenges of being uh, a business owner. And they were, you know, they are so passionate about their business and they can't find employees that care as much about it as they do, who are, who is interested in being excellent at things as what they are, even just people who will show up for work on a regular basis. And, And you know, I look back on the conversation because I think my response was, was kind of like a, yeah, you know, it is, it is kind of hard. We have a preschool and sometimes it's hard to find teachers that, that are willing to put in the time and the effort, you know, to, to come. And, you know, they might not care as much about it as what I do or our director does. Looking back, it was a great opportunity for me to ask some good questions. You know, as, as you're talking about the stress and the challenges of your business, you know, how do you handle the stress of it? Now, how, do you, how do you find strength and peace in the midst of that kind of craziness? You know, as you're giving 150% to, to your business and to making sure that it thrives and succeeds, how do you carve out time for your family? You know, what's the end goal in your business? What are you really hoping to achieve within it? Right? An opportunity for that person to share questions that could open doors to share what I know that Jesus could do for him in the midst of it all. And it's, it's not just listening so that we can find ways to tie in Jesus because we're going to score points in heaven. You know, we don't, you don't get brownie points in heaven because you listen in this particular way. But it's listening because we care enough about the person. That we care what they're going through. And we care enough about the person that we want to point them to the, to the one who can really make a difference. Right? We can't fix people. We can't save people. But I know somebody who can. I know somebody who can save them. I know somebody who can... Uh, Who's a way maker? Who can make a way when it doesn't seem like there's a way? I know this this person who says that uh, through faith in him that all things are possible. I know this person who even whenever the world seems to be falling apart can offer a peace that passes all understanding. And so because I love and I care for the people around me, I want them to know him as well. It's, it's all based out of, out of loving people enough. So we want to share the good news of Christ with them, loving them enough that we listen to what's going on. I mean, this really falls under what Jesus tells us and instructs us in are the two greatest commandments, right? To love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. It's, it's in Matthew chapter 22, uh, verse 34 through 40. And I, I kind of just summed it up, but I'm going to read it for us so that we can hear it you know, out of his mouth. Matthew 22, 34 through 40. The Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees who had been questioning him and trying to trip him up. And Jesus gave some really wise answers. And so the Pharisees gathered together and one of them, who was a lawyer, asked Jesus a question because they wanted to test him. and said, teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? 
Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. See, these commandments that Jesus gives us really become the the basis, the foundation for the the whole reveal study that we've been engaged in. The, The real reason why we should do anything. Because Jesus says that all the law, all the prophets, that it hangs on these two commandments, loving God and loving our neighbors. See, loving God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, it's an invitation for us to follow in the path of Jesus. We live a life that verifies the gospel. A life that so mimics and follows Jesus as a way of showing God our love. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Right? If we love Jesus then we're going to follow what he has taught us to do. We, we carve out the space and time in our lives to spend with God, to attend to the Holy Spirit, to listen for God's voice because we love him. Because any good relationship is built on time together. And so we spend time with God so we can listen for his voice, so that we can know his voice, so that we could talk and share with him, so we can develop and deepen the relationship we have because we love God. And our love for God, it's not something that we can manufacture. Our love for God is, is something that only grows as we remember what God has done for us. And in 1 John four nineteen, it says that we love because God first loved us. As we remember how God has loved us, then our love for God grows. I think there's something beautiful about that that relates to the way in which we tell the story of what God has done for us. As I remember and recall and I talk about what God has done in my life, I become more thankful. I become more in love with God because I'm reminded of just how much God has loved me. Even as I hear other people share and tell their stories of what God has done in their life, it encourages me. It it draws me closer to God. I love God more because I hear the good things that God is doing. You know, we had this uh, Wednesday evening group that was meeting over the past several weeks so that we could take a little bit of a deeper dive into these six practices that we've been talking about in the study. And as a part of uh, our Wednesday night group, uh, we've invited and encouraged everybody to share some form of testimony, some way in which God has been at work in their life, whether it was how they came to faith in Christ or, or some way in which they've recognized God's work in their life. And it was incredible as each person shared you know, I was, you're, you're kind of in awe at the way that God has worked in their life, but it makes you more in awe about who God is. Right? I mean, our telling our testimony, our telling our story, it, it doesn't make us somehow great. It just really magnifies how good, how great our God is, and it draws the people around us closer to him as well. And, and so when we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we're drawn closer to him as we tell our stories, as we hear other people give their stories and testimonies as well. And then it's the second commandment that builds off of this one, where Jesus says, you know, sure, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. I can't imagine a more loving thing that we can do for somebody than to share with them the good news of Jesus. I mean, sure, we can help provide somebody's material needs, and that's a great thing. And this church does a really great job at helping to ensure that people have the basic things that they need. We can offer people words of encouragement. You know what? I found this church to be an encouraging place, uh, an encouraging place to be. We can care for people, show them love by spending time with them, by listening to them. But the reality is that all of these ways of loving people are temporary. 
Right? These ways of loving someone have an expiration date. But sharing with somebody the story of Jesus. Sharing with others the good news about a Savior who came, who lived a perfect life. Who modeled for us what it is to be human, who died on the cross for our sins, to cleanse us of our sins, to set us free from guilt and shame, who was buried in a tomb but didn't stay dead, but in fact rose from the dead. And so that means that death has been defeated, that sin has been defeated, that we can have resurrection life and power here and now, and that we can have a peace that passes all understanding, that we have a hope of eternal life, a promise of eternal life through him, that we can face tomorrow because we know that he lives And that this isn't something that's temporary, but is forever and ever and ever. I mean, that's truly loving somebody. It's loving them beyond what is temporary, and it's loving them with what is eternal. Loving our neighbor means that we find ways that we can share the good news of Jesus by lovingly listening to what's going on in their lives. Loving them enough that we continue to be there with them, uh, even if they uh, reject our opportunities to share the good news, even if they reject hearing about Jesus. It's loving them, even as people question and explore what it means to have faith in Jesus, loving them as they doubt and as people come to faith. It's loving them and loving each other enough to not just hold Jesus to ourselves, but to to be Jesus for one another, to offer one another the care and support through genuine relationships, encouraging each other by sharing our stories of what God has done for us. So what I'd invite you to do, if you haven't done so yet, as we've been going through our study, as we've been going through these past six weeks of reveal, if you haven't done it yet, I'd encourage you this week to share your story with somebody, or in the coming couple of weeks, to share your story with somebody. Tell tell your spouse. Let them be encouraged by hearing the good news of Jesus. Ask them to share their story of what God has done in their life as well. Ask your your small group or your Bible study or a group of friends that you gather with, you know, hey, I'd I'd love to be able to share my story with you and I'd love to be able to hear your story. To allow that, that testimony, that telling people what God has done for us and listening to others share what God has done in their lives be a source of encouragement, a reminder of God's love that draws us deeper into that love perhaps even allowing it to encourage us to to take a step outside of that and to share that with the people around us, to get to know a neighbor and their story, uh, what's going on in their life, to pray for them and to maybe even offer them Jesus. I would encourage each of us to, to take that step this week and the coming weeks ahead as we continue to engage in these practices of spreading the story of Jesus in the world around us. Let me pray for you. Gracious God, We give you thanks for the love that you've made known to us through the giving of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for all the ways in which you continue to make your love for us known. And and so we pray that as we remember and recall what you've done for us, that our love for you would grow. That as our love for you grows, that we would learn how to love the people around us and that we would love them enough to share with them the good news of Jesus. We pray that you would give us that kind of compassion and courage Uh, that we can tell people about what you've done in our lives, what you've done for us. Encourage them in what you can do in their lives as well. We pray that you would place people in our paths that need to hear the good news, people who are longing and looking, uh, people who are desiring that connection, and that you would enable us and empower us to help point them towards you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.